Here we go again. Doc Fermento discovers the world, this time the world of Romuel Nagel, the author of Cure Tooth Decay. So yes, we are going back to the dentist in a roundabout way. Romuel is not a dentist, but uh, he wrote an interesting book, so I wanted to do a follow-up um, to my John, uh, Dr. Sorrentino interview. Uh, just maybe get a little different perspective, a little further my course of discovery. I hope that um, you know you can find some some information in here uh, to benefit you or a loved one. Um, you know, to be honest, this is not my finest moment as an interviewer. But hang in there, um, and hopefully you'll find something you know that you need or that you could share with someone else. And with that, here's my interview with Ramiel Nagel. Welcome to episode nine of Doc Fermento Discovers the World. Today, our goal is to help you cure tooth decay. And my guest is Ramiel Nagel. Hi, Ramiel. Hello. How are you this evening? Doing good. Um, glad you called me and glad you're wanting to pursue the truth about our teeth. Hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for that because I am. I, I really am interested. I recently interviewed a general dentist who is on a course of discovery himself. He certainly wasn't a boring general dentist. It was a great conversation. I have a lot of respect for him. And he is pursuing a path of continuing education. And there's a good story there. You know, he's studying the paleo, uh, the paleo model right now. And he's learning. He's just discovering Weston A. Price and a few things. But I wanted to go further. I, I really wanted to reach out and find someone who, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to wait for dentistry to catch up. So when I found your work, I was I was really impressed, and um, in your book uh, Cure Tooth Decay. So that's why I have you here. I'm curious about your your talk about what was missing from this. Uh, you sort of an innovative dentist, but something was missing also. Well, he's like I said, he's, he's general dentist. Um, what was missing? Well, if I were to ask for other specific foods that heal, help you heal your teeth, I don't think he, I don't think he said yes. These are you can do this. You should eat this. There were no specific answers, other than remove carbohydrates from the diet and follow a Paleolithic dietary template. That was, I think, the overarching message of the conversation. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, I think that could work for some people. I do not uh, advocate removing carbohydrates from the diet, and it's probably a mistake for a lot of people actually to do that as a, as a lifestyle. But as a, as a cleanse or as a detox, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people who do very well on that, on that paleo, like a no carb, like we're talking really hardcore, like nuts and seeds and vegetables mm -hmm. and meat and fat and milk. 
uh, or no, they don't do milk. That's a, that's part of the problem. They don't do even milk, just just meat and fat and fruits and vegetables. Right. Um, uh, it's a diet that that works good for cold climates or for athletes. I think it's a diet that's challenging for a lot of people to metabolize. I know my system can't handle that much meat and fat, so I, I do eat grains. And I think a lot of people um, are are used to having grains in their diet. And and I've seen also a lot of experiments where people do the, the GAPS diet, gut and psychology syndrome. Uh, a lot of people in the Western Price Foundation do that diet, which is uh, it's kind of a low-carb diet as well, very similar. And and they just uh, they can't maintain it because the body wants carbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see your your perspective there. Um, yeah, if, even if I'm I consider myself paleo slash low carb high fat, I lean pretty strongly towards a less than a price approach. Except that I am grain free, but um, there's huge amounts of other carbs in there, just not grains. What are the carbs you do? Well, I consider all the vegetable matter in the world carbohydrates. <laughs> So, um, but do you have like squashes and potatoes? Squash, um, sweet potatoes. Um, sweet I don't, potatoes, yeah. I don't find I get any benefit out of um, white potatoes or um, even what's considered safe starches. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Paul Jaminet. He has a book. Um, uh, well, I'll put a link in there. <laughs> it's called The Healthy Diet. I forgot the name of it. But anyways, he, he promotes safe starches, and he's considered paleo. And those include white rice and white potatoes. But for me, sweet potatoes is enough. Um, I don't work out. I don't really expend a huge amount of energy, so I don't ever feel I need to replenish. That's good for, like, replenishing. Yep. But for me, I, I don't really need that. I wrangle my three kids, and I get by um, quite nicely on a... a, a, a the prototypical paleo diet, really. Are you doing dairy? Uh, that's, it comes and goes. I'm lucky here in Ohio. I belong to a, um, a herd share. So oh. I have access to raw milk. Now, that's the only milk I believe in uh, for me and or fermented milk because, well, hence the name of my show. I'm, a, I'm big on fermenting foods. So yeah. I make yogurt and kefir and uh, I pretty much let the kids go wild on that um, yeah. without much. I don't. I don't. I don't really regulate it. Uh, I just I let them eat whatever they need, and they seem to be. They do really well with it. Well, no, what I like to do in my book. I mean, I have what I think is right, but what I also do is um, just give people a template to work from. Mm-hmm. So. The paleo diet is totally compatible with the guidelines that I propose, and even a vegetarian diet is compatible to some degree. Okay. Because uh, I want to, it's not like I want to tell people what's right. I want to help people uh, have healthy teeth. So there's ways you could do that with a paleo program. And I, I don't want to tell people this is how you should eat. You decide mm-hmm. how you eat, and then just tweak it a little bit, and you'll have healthy teeth. And if you and if you get into roadblocks, I could probably tell you why. Yeah, that that's a great advice. It's similar thing. 
um, when I, I was talking earlier with um, Jimmy Moore about, you know, if you get in a plateaued weight situation in paleo and you're not exactly the weight you want to be, but you're healthy, you're happy, you have mental clarity, you sleep well, you're functioning, you're healthy, you know? If you're a, one of these people that really has got to dial the weight to a specific number or percentage or something, there's plenty of information out there, you know, to... To tweak things up or down. So I can imagine the same thing with tooth health. You know, if suddenly you had a sore in your mouth, there's probably a food prescription for that, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So that's like what I'm always curious about uh, as an experimenter. I always like to find who's out there leading the way, discovering especially ancient techniques of, you know, especially... uh, well, it's almost like biohacking, but with natural methods. Yeah, well, in terms of ancient techniques, so the way it kind of is is people used to know how to how to live in harmony and balance because they learned from their grandparents. They learned from their grandparents, and and they just they just kept doing the same thing that worked, and and that created immunity to tooth decay. Or tooth decay was very very slight where where it wouldn't be really an issue because mm-hmm. the, the teeth can heal themselves if there's some erosion or decay. Uh, so, so the body was safe. Traditional, like in Western parts found in the Swiss Alps, they had, their society didn't have a dentist and they didn't have a doctor because nobody needed them. It just, it just wasn't part of their life at all because they were healthy. Mm-hmm. So in modern times, We've lost that connection with how to be healthy. Um, we've we've merged with the industrial food system, which is designed for profit and not for health and, and convenience. And and in that process, we people get very sick or imbalanced, and then they have cavities. And once they're in that imbalanced place, they have to restore their their digestive health and or eat better like our ancestors did, and their teeth will remineralize and the cavity will mm-hmm. stop, usually. So you can look at the teeth in, in a few ways. They are kind of a mirror of our overall health. You know, like a, they, they're the example of how healthy we actually are. But then also we can, you're saying that we can heal teeth. They are repairable. Teeth heal. And on, on their own, under the right conditions, and it's not this is a there's a huge misconception about tooth cavities that all of us have been taught and a misconception about health and the misconception is that cavities are caused by bacteria specifically they blame streptococcus mutants in the medical system we see that disease is caused by a virus or a bacteria this is based on Lewis Pasteur and the idea is that we are sort of a closed system and and this outside force invades us and and affects us and the cure is to rid ourselves of the invading force so in the case of tooth decay the invading force is a bacteria and the cure according to modern dentistry is to rid yourself of the bacteria uh unfortunately it doesn't work it's i i find that a very um that I find that an amazing concept. I mean, I love it. I love what you're saying because 
as a food fermenter, that was my largest hurdle in discovering fermented foods, is that understanding bacteria and, and their role in life. Um, and as we are bacteria, you know, we're 90 plus percent bacteria. So very curious. This is great. So when you're saying bacteria is wrong or the enemy, when we're 90 percent bacteria, when our <laughs> system functions on bacteria, when, when we know there's bacteria related to health and disease, mm-hmm. it, it, we're, we're missing the point. Yeah, we're yeah. looking at something that we don't have much control over. I love it. That's that's perfect. And you can't f- just continue to wage this war um, against bacteria. It's a, it's not just because it's a lost cause. It's an unhealthy cause. So this is fascinating. That I'm 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 buying in. You're you're selling me here. I'm getting closer. So den- dentistry is based <laughs> on this. Dentistry is based on the war on bacteria. They tell you to brush and floss and use mouthwash. And all of these are supposed to kill the bacteria. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, the bacteria that you don't, get, that you don't clean sticks on your teeth. Mm-hmm. And then it eats the food in your mouth, the sugars in your mouth, digests it, and produces acid. The acid from the bacteria dissolves your teeth, and you get cavities. Once that bacteria infects the tooth, the cavity is seen as a bacteria infection, the infection must be removed. So the dentist then takes a drill and makes a hole in your tooth to prevent the bacteria from from releasing acid to make a hole in your tooth. And fills that tooth with a composite that usually, or, or metal, that usually is harmful to the body. Right, so it's, it sounds like there's not a lot of healing going on there, but like pain remediation through you know, trying to just stop pain? Pain remediation would be a good, uh, that's being very generous. Most fillings are not drilled for pain. That's sort of the, the, what dentistry might be about, or surgical dentistry would be about stopping pain. But unfortunately, a lot of people have their teeth drilled and there isn't pain at all because the cavity is so tiny. Yeah, that's true. I have a lot of fillings in my mouth from when I was a child and I've never had a toothache in my life, but I have a mouthful of silver. So I guess it's not just, it doesn't have to go, <laughs> you don't, it doesn't, they don't wait till you have pain there. So how did you come to this path of discovery for, in this? Well, this... my daughter, when she was a little over the age of one, started having cavities and, and it started with a white spot, demineralized spot. I didn't even know what it was. It was like, is that a cavity, a little white spot? And then it became a brown spot. And it's like, okay. That's not too good. And then, and then that tooth where the cavity started, it just crumbled in half. She was like a year and a half old. Wow, a year and a half. Wow. Okay. Um, she had organic if you mind me food. asking or interrupting, what kind of diet was she on? We were eating organic food. Mm-hmm. She was breastfed and very little processed sugar or flour. Whoa. So that sounds like a pretty good prescription. What, what was wrong? What was wrong? Well, it took a while to figure out what was wrong. But Okay. And this, so this is where it started for you? Um, well, it started with, like, well, what do you, how do you deal with this situation? You call okay. the dentist. They yeah. say, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, they're like, basically, there isn't a, uh, a dental treatment that's appropriate for a year-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, the best 
the best that you could hope for is they put some chemical on the tooth and and uh, seal it up or, or spray some ozone, which is toxic, and the chemicals are toxic, and spray some on the tooth real quick, and hopefully that, that tooth is okay. That's the best you could hope for from the dentist, and, and that's, uh, it goes pretty downhill from there where they're strapping kids to chairs, and they still do this today, uh, sedating them, uh, restraining them, and uh, just extracting teeth or, or putting in crowns and metal filling, you know, just doing full surgeries on kids. Uh, it's a mess. And something in me, you know, in this, I didn't want to have my daughter go through any of that, even if it was two minutes of some chemicals. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to find out what was the cause of this. And I also, I think I had a sense that those treatments weren't addressing the cause. Yeah, obviously they're just um, they're definitely not um, how do you say it preventative in, in any way, shape, or form. So, how were you able to re- d- recover her tooth health? What what was the method? Well, well, yeah. You so see, you kind of asked like, well, what what were we eat- what was wrong with what we were doing? Yeah. Um, we had. It's hard for me to track exactly what was wrong with her diet. Something but, missing? Uh, was it like more missing than? Did well, you have to eliminate more or add something? Or I can tell you what are the common problems that mistakes that people make. Um, sure. And, and we, it was kind of a path. So we we made some positive changes and some negative changes we thought were positive, and and that's what. Um, so we had good results, but not perfect results. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, tooth decay begins before conception. It starts with the health of the mother and the father before the child's conceived. After conception, and that health is not genetic necessarily, it's environmental. It's what is the mom and dad eating. Because traditional cultures knew that to have healthy kids, the parents must eat special foods. The, the, the mom should have adequate calcium. It's just simple, even in Western thinking, we know we need enough calcium and minerals to have a healthy bone growth, healthy child. Uh, then during pregnancy, the mom has to have adequate minerals and adequate vitamins, and her body cannot be in too much physiological stress, which is determined by her bite contacts, her, her, her teeth and her lifestyle, her jaw development. Hmm. And, then, and then during the, the breastfeeding in childhood, childhood foods, building foods need to be given. If you follow that prescription, preconception, pregnancy, and birth, and, and are preparing the, the child's body to be strong, they'll never have cavities, or it'll be very rare. We were, both of us were vegetarians before conception. Um, both me more than my partner, I was having physiological stress because of my bike was messed up because I had braces and headgear, which orthodontics ruins people's bites. Most of the, you're lucky if you don't get ruined from orthodontics, modern orthodontics. And, and so the, there's a sort of elevated uh, nervous system stress. And then um, during pregnancy, we didn't eat, nutrient-rich foods we needed to eat 
I see. And then, mm-hmm. then we didn't give our daughter very building foods when she was little. Uh, we probably probably focused on carbohydrates, grains, or fruit as our first food. First foods. It sounds very similar story to my first uh, born, my son. My uh, <clears throat> we did the same thing. We were on board with organic, and we understood a lot. And there's a lot we didn't know. You know, I didn't know that giving him organic macaroni and cheese wasn't really <laughs> help him out much. So we're still dealing with that to this day because we've set him on a strange course where he doesn't even like to chew and eat a lot of the foods we prepare now. Whereas the other two kids we raised on just food, food, (laughs) nothing out of a box. And they thoroughly enjoy fresh salads, raw things, cooked things, crispy things, different textures. And my oldest son, it's got to be nearly blended you know for him so interesting i can see a lot of uh, a lot of different ways that um, levels that that can work um the early childhood development and nutrition and yeah and and again there's another place where we didn't have the wisdom from our grandparents they didn't pass on along the wisdom of how do you feel feed children mm-hmm. so you're not in, in i learned from a traditional russian uh, villages that what they would do when the when the child is around six to six months old and they really start grabbing for food that's when you start feeding them uh, solid foods in addition to breast milk uh, you're supposed to feed the child what you eat right. just in little tiny tiny pieces mm-hmm. not some other mush and funny whatever stuff from a jar uh, because it sets their whole digestive system their palate and everything right so, so your first son got set on on the macaroni and cheese template. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that and it's really hard to break that pattern. Yeah, we're a few years down the road, and he's just now coming around. So, uh, but it helps when the whole family's on the same page, you know. Yeah. As the not just our leadership, the way me and my wife do things, but just watching the other two kids enjoy their food, it it, it helps and. There's a lot to be said for sitting down at a table as well to eat together. <laughs> that's got to that's got to play a key role too. It does. It does play a key role. The whole the consciousness, the energy that was preparing the food, were you in a hurry, were you mm-hmm. feeling good, the source of the ingredients, the how much it's been transported, all how it's prepared. All those things do make a huge difference to health of the individual and the health of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of funny. Uh, maybe, you know, 50% of the success I've had with a paleo diet is just because it completely radically changed the method in which we prepare and eat our meals. Because I was a vegetarian for nearly two years, and I just was cracking open a lot of boxes and reading labels, you know. And... um once we eliminate okay. that, you 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 start preparing food. <laughs> so <laughs> the vegetarian is usually really a grainitarian. Yeah, that exactly. You know, I've often said a... I don't like to get into arguments between vegetarians and vegans and paleo and meat and all that. But I think if you were to be vegan or vegetarian, if you had to not eat meat, if you just had to not, I would 
go raw vegan because if you're raw you can't consume grains because you can't eat a raw grain they have to be processed some to some oh, degree people do well, unfortunately yeah <laughs> they sprout them they're sprouted grains right they're sprouted in fermented you know in fermented processes uh, such as miso or something like that but overall for the for the most part you know this is a food a category that will be generally ignored and not it wouldn't be the mainstay of your diet. So if someone wanted to pursue that path, especially as an experiment or, a, you know, a stopgap measure for something. Because for me, it, I, I had a major change um, when I became aware of the meat industry, the commercial meat industry. I didn't know. I just went to the grocery store and bought steaks. Right. And they looked pretty enough to me. And I was trained by watching food, whatever the heck it's called, network food TV. And they taught me about the marbling and all these things. And I, you know, I just got fed the typical BS story. But when I saw the cracks beginning to show, you know, you watch a movie like Food Inc. You know, this isn't even a highly controversial or edgy documentary. But it it shows you glimmers of what's going on in the food industry. Um, well, my point was that that was my, I, I got away from meat. I actually got a lot healthier just because I lost a lot of weight. But since going paleo the, over the past year, has I've been much better than as a vegetarian. Yeah, because most of us need the animal fat and protein to be healthy mm -hmm. a huge majority and and uh, and that's our, the main message or the main whatever secret to curing cavities is uh organ meats organ meats and special the high vitamin butter and and even and this is where uh so let's say paleo people could uh miss this and they could just eat steak and mm -hmm. and butter and coconut and some veggies. Uh, is um, that the organ meats are where the special fat soluble vitamins are mm -hmm. that that help our body utilize the minerals and make our teeth, bones, and organs healthy and strong. And and the hunter gatherers, they ate the the they ate organs. Right, these would be the prized part of the animal, right? These are the... Um, I've, read, usually, I've read stories yeah. where this meat would go to, and from different talking to different people, to uh, nursing mothers or women in the childbearing years, to praised elders, you know, elders held in high esteem in ancient cultures, and then to the men who had to go get more meat. So, you know, there was like a pecking order of where these organ meats went. Because of their value. But today yeah. we're, oh, you know, I be, I believe it. I, I buy it totally. But some of them are pretty hard to eat. <laughs> Which ones? Uh, all of them. <laughs> all of them? <laughs> to well, be honest, yeah. I mean, I've learned some tricks down the road. Um, one of my favorite health gurus is um, Chris Kresser. Yeah. And um, he has a little tip for liver eating raw liver is you just can 
cut it into little like pills, like little pill-sized pieces, and you pop it in the freezer on a sheet, and then throw those in a bag once they're frozen. And you can literally swallow them like pills. Yep. Um, I'll even throw them in hot soup, like an ice cube. So it is, it's cooking, but um, it, 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 tastes, it has a reasonable flavor, you know. So I always like that tip. And that was a beef liver. Yeah. Raw beef liver. That, that's why in my book, to just make it easy for people who are getting warmed up or who aren't used to organ meats, is I just recommend they take the green pastures, a royal blend that has the liver oil mm-hmm. and the, and the con- butter concentrate together. And that provides a good chunk of, of the important fat, soluble vitamins. Yeah. You know, everyone that I follow in the paleo world is huge on cod liver oil. I've never heard, I don't know, how are people taking this? I always notice it's flavored like mint or ice something or... Well, the Green Pastures product is called uh, Blue Ice. Uh, And it's really, there's a really important distinction about the cod liver oils, which is that besides their cod liver oil, which they make in the United States, uh, all the other, every cod liver oil, at least available in the United States, does not have natural vitamin D. And the whole point of eating the organ meats is to get the natural vitamins. And, it, and the whole point of having cod liver oil mm-hmm. is the vitamin D, which is uh, kind of a tough-to-get vitamin, mm-hmm. but it's a very important vitamin, especially for our teeth and bones. Mm-hmm. So uh, green pastures is the way to go. Okay. Unless you like synthetic vitamins. I can understand. Now, how do you how do you eat this stuff? You take it on a spoon, or you mix it in well, a that's smoothie, why I, or I, that's why I recommend the Royal Blend because it's mixed with butter oil already. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of pungent. It could be bitter. It could kind of have like a soury like uh, taste, mm-hmm. but it's tolerable. It's you know just think of it as you're you know taking a little medicine. A little bit of medicine, sure. Um. But to me, it doesn't taste that bad at all. But, you know, I think liver and organ meats taste good. I wish I did. I really wish I did. (laughs) You you might get to that place in a little bit as you continue eating fermented foods. Sure, sure. It's kind of like you have to, like, detox from all the junk and the garbage and the processed food. And and then your body, because your body really likes it. The body's like, oh, yeah, this is the gold. Right, right. Oh, I'll keep at it. Maybe I'll get there. Now, there is there's some organs that definitely taste that, like a stomach lining, I think, is supposed to be pretty pungent, but it's really hard to get that in the United States. Mm, okay. Don't have to worry about that. But the heart, heart, liver, tongue, and bone marrow, that's what we have pretty accessible. And uh, tongue tastes pretty good. Liver, the heart tastes like livery steak mm-hmm. bone marrow it tastes almost like nothing or just kind of like some cow type flavor um yeah it's not too bad okay well that's doable well i'll keep experimenting with that and uh, i believe it so i you know it's like when i with, with referring back to paleo my favorite paleo people are 
really interested in Weston A. Price, the work that they do. And they're not just strict... Um, they don't try to break down a, 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 a replicate an ancient Paleolithic diet by eating, you know, uh, chicken breast and only shrimp to to match some specific protein ratio, or you know, uh, where instead just honoring ancient food ways. Do you know what I mean? I, I love it when things blend together, like when I can get a little less than a price knowledge going with a little paleo with a little bit of a few things I, I feel a little more comfortable yes so what do you what do you really want to know at this point well let's see on the um, I love this uh, if you click on your website the I just want to ask this more like a promo than a question but <laughs> For people to know, you just click the tooth decay button. That's like the first thing I did. And it's cool. There's this uh, tooth decay menu. You've got like 50 items there. Yeah. 50 subjects that you cover. And these are all covered in your book. Is that? Well, the book has the gold. It takes you through step by step, re educating the individual. Mm hmm. Because um, we have to, we have to kind of just get a reset on, on our dental education. Yeah. Explaining the information on Weston Price in a way that you understand it. There's very few people who read my book who then go, okay, now what do I do? There's none of that. Nobody asks me questions after they read it because you get the message. You get, I pass along the understanding I have where, where you're, not, you're not looking outside of yourself. You know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just go step by step through that educational process. We learn what causes cavities, and and I show that I give evidence that the story we've been told is not accurate. Then I, I review the research of Weston Price, um, and then we talk about all these different foods that we can eat, and I have diets and meal plans. Talk about what causes gum disease. Talk about how to uh, avoid getting extra dental work that you don't need. Um, talk about braces and orthodontics and, and problems with that. Talk about healing children's cavities. How about root canals? Talk about root canals, yeah. Talk about that. What do, yeah. Is there, what do we need to know? <laughs> what do you need to know? Yeah, what There's do I need to things. know about root canals? There's two things to know. Oh, so but just to answer your question about the website. So the website <laughs> has stuff that's mostly supplemental to the book. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of it overlaps. You, I, th- I don't think the website is, um, it's really, if someone sat down and read through the whole website and really took the time like they would read a book, they might get a good chunk out of it. Mm-hmm. But the, it, it's hard to get that sequential message and teaching that really has the person internalize. Sure. The, but, I, but I put as much as I can on the website just to promote the information that's good. And mm-hmm. I started a blog too. And the same thing is you're not going to, uh, from reading one or two blog posts, not going to learn how to heal cavities, but I'm just providing evidence and additional information to help promote myself because there's a there's a lot of the ignorance on this issue is uh, gigantic. Yeah. So the question I forgot what was the we question. Root canals. Talking root canals. Ignorance okay, and so, being misled. I think this is one of the subjects, maybe. Yeah, it's. Um, 
you know, I, this was one, like many things, like when I, I approached this subject, I, I struggled with it first. Like, what's really true? What do you need? And it's, I'm very clear on it now. Uh, the American Dental Association set a goal. Remember, this is, an asso- this is not an association designed to protect people's health. The American Dental Association is the uh, lobbying and uh, interest organization for dentists to support dentist, modern dentistry, and dentistry is a business. American Dental Organization is a uh, profitable uh, organization. They make money and support dentists to make money. Now, they want, they, had, they set a, a goal, 30 million root canals per year. Now, they didn't set that goal because people need 30 million, 30 million people need root canals or whatever it is in the United States. They set that goal <coughs> because... For the industry of dentistry, it's it's more money. Mm-hmm. The more root canals, the more money, the more profits. You, you're, they want to expand their industry. So that's the first thing to know. <laughs> the second thing is most root canals are not needed at all. So, yes, you could have pain. Yes, you could have a nasty infection. You could have blister. Um Let's just we'll just take out the horrible, painful tooth situation, mm-hmm. and 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 that doesn't happen that often. Most of the time, people come in, and their tooth maybe hurts a little bit or whatever. It's oh, it's root canal, root canal, root canal, mm-hmm. because a root canal or a crown is the most profitable per hour uh, dental treatment. Wow. Now. Then we get into a gray area about root canals because the next question is, for those, let's say someone, they're in pain, they're dying, they don't care what the dentist does. Mm-hmm. Pull the tooth out, fix it, anything. They need help, they're in a lot of pain. Or they're not too healthy and, and they're not going to change their diet. Let's take that scenario. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the person and say, okay, what, what is your choice for health? We can... Uh, so some one dental thought, this is kind of more the Hal Huggins direction, and it's not just him, many dentists, holistic dentists, say root canals are all toxic because what happens is the root canal is a, is a tooth lobotomy. They remove the whole innards of the tooth, whether the tooth needs it or not, and replaces the innards of the tooth with a synthetic material. Hmm. We usually got a percha is what it is glue plastic stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, that in that uh, I don't know if dead tooth is the right word there's a lack of circulation in that tooth now because of the gutta percha and that inside of that tooth can become a toxic it becomes a fermentation without oxygen Mm -hmm. and and you make some nasty stinky stuff there Mm -hmm. and then it drips through your bloodstream, leaks around the gutta percha, and it can cause uh, disease. That's a focal infection theory of disease. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty proven. uh, Heart disease, breast cancer, you can probably, you can tie it right into a root canal. Uh, Now, the other issue is that, okay, you could say, well, let's just pull the tooth. But then they have issues of oh, the tooth. There's a cavitation. They pull out the tooth, 
and then the tooth doesn't heal properly, and then you get the same pus thing happening, infection form. Because of an because infection? Mm, okay. The, they pull out the tooth, and then there's a hole. There's a right. socket that the tooth is in, and it doesn't fill in correctly, and then you have this, again, a lack of oxygen environment where stuff can collect and ferment and, mm-hmm. and then poison you. That's no good. And then the other thing I just learned is we're, there's not a replacement for your tooth that's, that works. So even if, if it's a choice between a root canal and extraction, you want to – root canal is probably going to be better. So the, the, mod, the bottom line is, let's say, 95 to 98% of all root canals are, weren't necessary in the first place. Mm-hmm. They could have had a less treatment – they could have had uh, nutrition. They could have had lasers. They could have had homeopathy. They could even acupuncture, mm-hmm. massage, cranial sacral work. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of teeth that need root canals. They just got irritated by something. Maybe the person grinds their teeth at night, so it doesn't address the cause. And for the people who maybe their teeth really needed something, uh, some dentists can do a pretty safe root canal. You could seal it with uh, ozone. You can seal it with some chemicals. You can use a biocalyx, a more natural material. You can do a microscopic root canals where they, they really are more precise. Mm-hmm. It's going to be toxic to the body. It's going to be less toxic. Okay. So, so that... te- technology is good. I like technology. So, you know, you probably need to do some research if you're in a bad spot. You may not feel like you have the time to to do some research. Well, first let me say, do everything in your power to not get to that point. <laughs> it's just like heart disease, right? Or you, you have to take care of yourself. So we've got to we've got to learn how to manage these teeth through diet. And then if you are in a position where you're being told you need a root canal, you need to do some quick study. Um, questions to a... ask and techniques and right? Well, I have emergency per, I have emergency guidelines to help prevent root canals, if, especially if it's painful. Oh, wow, okay. I've definitely helped people um, clean up the infection, and, and we do that. Then you kind of do like a paleo thing. Absolutely no grain, yeah. no fruit, just basically meat and vegetables, broth. Mm-hmm. Um, some cultured foods could be okay, but also you don't. The tooth is so sensitive, even mm-hmm. something sour could be too sure. acidic. Could, sure. Uh, and, and lots of butter and stuff like that, raw meat even. Um, and, and that all, for most people who are in relatively okay health, uh, mm-hmm. they'll, in one or two days some cauliflower oil, one or two days the pain is significantly reduced. And if it's not, then you got to do something. So, so most, most, like I said, most root canals aren't needed. That's the main yeah. thing. And, and then when you get into the gray area, it's like you have to decide what risks you want to take for your health. Mm-hmm. And, and my understanding right now is a root canal is going to be better if it's done carefully with our excellent dentist using the most latest technology. But again, we don't need to get there. We never needed to get to, to that place. It's mm-hmm. just the misinformation, the bad dentistry. You know what teeth need the root canals? Is the ones that have, have mercury fillings. The... The, the teeth that, that get crowns and root canals are the teeth that used to have mercury fillings in them. So, again, most of it, it's not necessary because it's only necessary because dentistry made it necessary. Yeah. I had made the analogy on the previous show that it, 
every time I learn about this, I, I feel like we're in the dark ages, but the dentist... We are in the... Dentistry the, is in the dark ages. There's yeah. no question. And same with the Western medical system. 90, 95% of it, you know, not all dentistry is in the dark ages. Some of it's good. Some of it people need. But a huge percentage, yeah, in 20 or 40 years mm-hmm. from now, will be like, dude, that was bad. Yeah, it's funny that, you know, we have these brilliant, amazing, like, from the future technologies, and people don't even know how to eat. You know, we have lasers. I, you know, you mentioned ozone. I don't Most even know. Most dentists what... don't even use lasers. They don't teach, you know, it's like, where, why aren't all the dentists using lasers? You can make much smaller holes with mm-hmm. much less trauma. Yeah. So we have amazing technology, mostly not accessible, and no food knowledge. So we've got we've got to fight hard. You've got to learn. We've got work to do. <laughs> Everyone needs to get your book and get on board. So, And we even have technology to make very, very healthy food. You know, the equivalent, we can make farm food as healthy or even healthier than wild food. Mm-hmm. We have that technology also. The, you know, slow technology, understanding microorganisms, fermentations, and mm-hmm. nutrients in the soil. And there's so much. We have everything we need to have a, to create the heaven on earth that I, we I, all desire. I love it. I believe it, too. Problem is that darn ego thing doesn't want to see it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it our own or whose? <laughs> all, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's our own and the collective. So how long ago did you start this, this course of discovery? How long has this been for you? Uh... Seven years. About seven years. Well, it sounds like um, you've really you've really learned a lot, and I'm really glad that you're you know teaching others, and that you offered to spend this. Um, what are we? Uh, almost 45 minutes now. Really, thank you for your time. It was awesome. Um, you're welcome. Is is there one more question or thing you want to? I, I think I think that's going to cover all the subjects. Um, I don't want to need to get any more political or, um, I really want to focus on how to heal teeth. And I think we did that. You, 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 you hit the tooth decay right away. Um, root canals, children, we hit almost everything except, um, gum disease. As far as I can tell, I don't know anything about gum disease. What is that? Um, we've got a minute. I'm still learning. I'm not 100% clear on it, but it's uh, when our when our body's not functioning properly. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like a mouth dandruff or mouth arthritis or mouth skin irritation. Okay. You know, like like people have clear skin and then you can have like almost like a sore mm-hmm. or something or like a like a wound. So gum disease is is that. It's a uh, it's. It's the result of the imbalanced body chemistry. So it's just like any other damaged organ, really. So yes. Skin's an organ, and you have a rash, and be similar to that, I, could, I guess. Yeah, I think mouth dandruff might be a good <laughs> mouth arthritis. <laughs> mouth dandruff is really gross. <laughs> it's gross, but you get these uh, dead skin uh-huh. gets gets up in in between the teeth and the gums, 
it irritates the tissues there and the gum recedes. Oh, okay. You, if you can, and, and uh, I teach about, talk about uh, a gum cleaning technique that was um, uh, discovered by a dentist uh, named Dr. Phillips. And, and you kind of stimulate the gums and you get the brush up there in the gum line and pull out some of the dead skin, which we're, well, that's what we call plaque. It's that dead, dead mouth tissue, mm-hmm. and, you, and you suck it up, and that'll stop uh, the gum disease in a lot of cases. The vitamin C is also good. The vitamin C and cod liver oil also helps stop the process. Hmm. But the bottom line is it's, it's from an imbalanced digestive system. Yeah, coming back to that again. Yeah. It's all, everything is about digestion, mm-hmm. and, and that's not new information. Ayurvedic uh, texts talk about this. I think 2,000 or 4,000 years old, yeah. they say, here's what causes disease, digestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> digestion, poisoned, and electromagnetic stress. <laughs> no, and I, I think when we first started, you know, you mentioned we were talking about bacterial issue. So well, how about some tips for everyday care? I'm, I'm sure you're going to say Listerine's got to be, that's got to be awful, right? My guess. Uh, I actually don't know. You know, I don't want to make, you know, I don't like using chemicals. Yeah, I mean, the concept for me, now that I'm thinking about it, killing every bacteria in my mouth every night, I just, I wouldn't buy it myself it, as, the, as the cure or as the Right. As no, no, no. You don't want to, you don't want to use bacteria. You don't want to kill your mouth bacteria because also the mouth is the beginning of your digestive tract. Mm-hmm. And a healthy mouth, of course, has healthy bacteria and an unhealthy mouth has unhealthy bacteria as a result. Mm-hmm. So, and the bacteria that we call unhealthy are probably not unhealthy. Let's call it, let's just say streptococcus mutans, mutans the bacteria, bacteria associated with tooth decay. It's there either because our body told it to be there, because tooth decay is not a process that's out of our control. Our body tells our teeth to decay. That's why when people die, their teeth don't dissolve. People's teeth only dissolve when they're alive, because the body is orchestrating the process hmm. of, the, of the minerals to dissolve. So maybe oh, that's strep- wild. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only is it wild. It was proven by a dentist. He has thirty or forty years of research, published by a dental university, and I just based call it, the book's called Dentinal Fluid Transport. Someone recommended it to me a while ago, and it, you know nothing I'm saying. I'm not just making this up. It's like yeah, the dentist spent his whole life and he proved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just cared. even in my for me, I'm like they have Paleolithic skulls that are. 15 to 200,000 years old and they've got a full head of teeth in there. Yeah. And there's people walking around with no teeth. Right. So, so something's happening. <laughs> something happens while you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the, crazy. The strep mutants either, they're either, um, uh, I can't remember the word, but they, they're taking the minerals from the teeth. They're, they're facilitating uh, mineral transport. Or they're facilitating the cleanup of your body dissolving. And, and again, the, dis- mm-hmm. the dissolving, uh, it's dissolving because it's probably trying to rescue the minerals and move it somewhere else. To somewhere else, wherever the body has de- decided it needs uh, to go. So yeah. care, general care, um, mm-hmm. holisticdentalstore.com has the gum cleaning technique. So I brush okay. my teeth normally. I try not to irritate the gums with my brush. I use a soft bristle brush. Mm-hmm. I use herbs. That's my favorite way to clean. Okay. Um, I use herbal tooth powder. 
and that the the one sold at Holistic Dental Stores is the one I use. But of course, you could use other ones. Uh, and and this is not abrasive. You absolutely don't want to use anything with abrasives on your teeth. Mm-hmm. The alternative would be like a soap. That's also a non-abrasive kind of thing. That's pretty clean. And then it's so like I brush normally with a non-abrasive herbs. Mm-hmm. And then I do the the gum cleaning technique, which there's a video on holisticdentalstore.com which describes it. And you tap at the gum line gently and and kind of stimulates and cleans the gums. And then and then you you run the brush all over your whole mouth and remove the other de- dead skin cells and the floss. So so just gentle tooth care for the mouth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I would recommend having probiotic food every day um, to, to make sure your digestion is uh, happy and, and that mm-hmm. you keep inoculating yourself with good bacteria, it's like like kefir and yogurt and sauerkraut. Perfect. Or, or, uh, that <laughs> definitely helps. That's my confirmation then, uh, bias. I love hearing that. So, <laughs> and then I use an herbal mouthwash, also f- that's from Holistic Dental Store. And there's there's other herbal mouthwashes. Um, Do they? Um, you ever used a a tongue scraper? Yeah. Well, you uh, tongue scraper is fine, and I just use the soft bristle brushes. Okay. Uh, and kind of scrape all over. Scrape, you know, just kind of gently brush away the dead skin cells. A lot of bad breath comes from the, and it's sort of like an Ayurvedic like mouth height. It's like taking a shower. A gentle, full cleaning of your mouth once or twice a day is a good health practice. Mm-hmm. But but it doesn't prevent cavities. Maybe it, it, it prevents cavities 20%. You know, it, when you're in that border, there's like a border zone where you're kind of going to have cavities and kind of not, and your teeth are weak, then, then it helps. But there's people who never practice hygiene in any way and they don't have tooth decay at all because toothpaste can cause cavities they, they have abrasives in it excess mm-hmm. brushing can cause cavities the chemicals in the toothpaste can cause cavities the 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 uh poking by the dentist with a dental probe too hard can mm-hmm. promote cavities most things that we're told uh, it's not good for us wow well i'm I'm up for a re-education because uh, I want to know more. So <laughs> this has been, this is just awesome, awesome stuff. Wow. Uh, so any other, any other things you have there? Uh, secrets in that book? Oh yeah, there's a lot of secrets. <laughs> I don't think we, I don't we do. think we talked in depth about the diet. We kind of mentioned some things. Right. Or just really go into depth. Okay. Um, you know, as a as a paleo person, I don't know how much you'll change your diet, but it'll give you a new awareness, and mm-hmm. you might you might change your perspective on organ meats. You might consider some different foods that that maybe you haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's just it just it's just a template. It's a, it's a template to work off of. That's what's in the book. And and those who who uh, I made the book to help people get healthier. And usually people who I I know it can be a challenge to invest in something and take the time to read it uh-huh. but it's like you after this you're not going to get you're going to know how to deal with your tooth cavities if you have them and you're going to know how to take better care of your health I love it and and hopefully people have those aha moments like oh my gosh like wow where their whole world turns upside down mm-hmm. and and but but 
that they're guided towards the truth and towards being healthy and responsible. Awesome. So um, we should send people to your website, curetoothdecay.com. Um, and that's also the name of the book. And um, I think that's about it. I don't think you're, we've got anything else we to promote here. No, do we? That's, that's, that's where all the, that's it's it. in there, right? So your, that's your work. So It's all there, yeah. Everything you need. The book has everything people need if they want, if they want to or need to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they can sign up for my email list and just kind of stay up to date with some good information. Oh, yeah. I did want to mention that because I actually do that personally myself. I'm on your um, email list, and it, it's, it's a good one. Um, it, it's one – sometimes you'll sign up for those and go, oh, why is this person bothering me again? But yours is great, and I would highly recommend it. Thank you. Well, thank you, uh, Ramiel, for spending the time with me, and um, I hope I can help you (laughs) help a few more people with their dental health. Well, I think I think what you need to do to help people is just have you be educated, and uh, if you continue to expand your sort of teaching for people, then when they ask you, you'll know how to help them. Yeah, I mean, I might even introduce some of this into my, you know, I do fermentation workshops. I teach people the art of fermenting foods. And now I preach a little bit of nutrition. And now I can toss in a little dental knowledge. Yep. Well, thanks again, Ramiel. Thank you. All right, good night. Good night.